the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man on the plan, the dude who's always too hyped for the New York Jets. I know he's been watching all the Jets media right now. Nothing. Every single day. This man's breathing, drinking, eating, probably crapping it, too. John Malik, <laughs> everybody. My homie. What's good? Yo, what up, Alex? Dude, we are... I, I know it, we're, we're in the seventh day of training camp. I feel like we're in, like... Week seven of NFL season. I am so deep entrenched into this Jets offseason. I can't stop watching the interviews. Some like Jets group chats are at the training camp. So, uh, they had a, they had a pretty good day today. Makai Beckton, some good reviews from Makai Beckton, man of the people. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker hyping up the crowd. Actually, a friend of mine got Beckton's glove, uh, today. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Some, some, um, some really high characters on this Jets team, dude. I'm I'm really excited to get into it. But what's up with you, bro? You you back you back in White Plains? I was actually in your hometown uh, for a friend of ours, Arthur's wedding. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Rushforth. Oh, yeah. I'm giving you a government name. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Don't Google him. Don't Google him. He's not an attorney or think anything. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Good old Sinesta White Plains. Good oh, God, times, so, man. So how'd, times. how'd you like White Plains? How'd you like my hometown? It was good, man. We went to, uh, what was the bar called? Was it Brazen Fox or something? Ooh, uh, okay. We, we, that's where he had his rehearsal. Uh, and then All it was, right. in, it got, the crowd got interesting at night. Uh, it was a good I mean, time, man. It was a good time. I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, man. It was, it was good. Uh, Arthur's, uh, Arthur, uh, had, had a little, uh, a mishap in, uh, the day before, uh, where he, uh, texted something inappropriate to, um, to uh, his family and her family, and including uh-huh. all the siblings, so it was a re- uh-huh. it was a really it was a really fun time. We had a really fun time at this. Uh, that at this sounds rehearsal dinner. so much like Arthur. <laughs> it was a good time. Oh my man. god, but, bro! But, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but before before we hold on, hold on, hold on. yeah, I was about to say, like, I was about to say, you're you're at White Plains right now. You got the fresh cut. What's up with you, man? Oh man, let me tell you something. First of all, when I come home, got to hit at the barber. Living in Boston, I've been looking for barbers. I found like a good, I found a good barber. Okay. I found a decent barber. I'll say that. <laughs> decent barber. Can, can get in, get out. It's a little too, a little too quick for me though. You know what I mean? Like when you go get a haircut, yeah, I get the treatment. You know what I mean? My guy out here in White Plains, Geo, does the whole thing. He gives me, you know, gives me the cut, gives me the fade, tapers me up, makes like this man is so detailed, bro. So detailed. There is no line that is not perfectly done. And on top of that, he does the beard. Yeah, I trim it down. He fades the beard, gets underneath, gives me the hot towel, the, the facial lotion, the, 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 all that, man. Ah. He's definitely back to being Clay Thompson's lost brother. Thank He's you. Definitely back. He's definitely back. You were, so you got the scruffy look before, but now you're officially back, man. Nice. You I, know who's officially back, bro? The Jets and pads, bro. I'm so happy the Jets are in pads again. <laughs> we had a pad it's, it's getting close. Awesome. That means, that means we're getting close. That means we're getting close. But hold on. I just want to say one more thing about a barber. Your barber is the most, they're like your best friend. You know how like you have your best man? Your barber might as well be the second guy in command or third guy in command because he's the guy who's going to hook you up. He's going to make you feel fresh every single day. 
Just like the New York Jets, man. Once you put the pads on, once you got Robert Salah by your side, that is the guy that's going to make you feel fresh. He'll give you the positive vibes, going to make you feel great as soon as you leave. And it's so great that the New York Jets are back in pads because you know what that means? That means preseason football is around the corner. You know what that also means? means regular seasons around the corner. September is not too far away. We are in August. The New York Jets will commence another season. And the question is, are they going to, are they going to, are they, are they, are they going to shock us this year? Right. That's the, that's probably the biggest. Are they going to shock us with the year? Just being not even not, doesn't have to be like, we're not talking about Super Bowl. If they make playoffs, that's a super shock. <laughs> no, take it easy. But will they be, but will they be good where they're just competitive and in competition, in contention throughout the regular season? Honestly, yeah. Like, are you going to make my eyes hurt? Can I watch you on Sunday? Like, are you going to make me regret waking up at 9 a.m. to go to the parking lot? Like that, that, that's, that's really how, how low the bar is. I don't even forget Super Bowl, forget like even winning games. Just are you going to hurt my eyes? And dude, I, I really can't understate how excited I am for this season. And I'm not sure if it's because we have literally no tape to look at. We have no losses to look at to reflect on. So I, I feel like that's a little bit part of it. But man, I am so excited at how they're, approaching every single facet of the game. Like, like I, I could almost talk forever on it. Like, for example, one of the one of our players, Denzel Mims, who we've been so worried about, right? Because he was with the he started with the second team. Coach LaFleur, our offensive coordinator, came out today and explained it perfectly. He said the reason that Mims was in the second unit, now he's in the first unit uh today, was because he didn't have a training camp last year. So this is really his first training camp. So he didn't even know he was, he was like a rookie coming in. He didn't know what to do. So he just, they kind of just put him with the, you know, with the second team. Elijah Moore is kind of an enigma. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll get to that. And that's why he was, he was taking first team reps. And so now Denzel Mims is looking okay. And it's only day seven. So dude, like, like you said, it's, it, it, it's the, it's preseason football. If you're a football fan in general, college football is officially back. Oh, that's right. That is right. We're we're all in gear for football, aren't we? And speaking of the fall, man, we have the Hall of Fame game coming up right around the corner. I think that's about, what, three, four days away at this point? I mean, football is back. We have the green and white scrimmage on August 7th this weekend. I feel like we're we're going to hate the Eagles by the end of this year. We're, we're, we're doing joint practices with them. We're playing them in the preseason. And then there are actual 17th game was added. It was against, it's against the Eagles. So uh, it's going to be, it, it, I'm, I'm just so excited for this to all get started. We have just news up and down the board all, all around the NFL. I mean, just take a look in Carolina. Sam Donald's over there throwing interceptions everywhere. I mean, life is good right now, man. Life is so good. Oh man. Is that what's going on in Carolina? Sammy's throwing interceptions. Nothing's changed. That's the news. That's the news. Oh brother. Uh, whew. It kind of makes, I don't know how that makes you feel, man. I'm honestly, I'm torn about that because we were standing so hard for Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing that he's throwing interceptions because that means we may have bad eyes or, uh, <laughs> I should be happy because that means we made the right decision. Can I be both? Can I be, can I be both? I think, I think okay? we were just in love, man. I think we were just in love. Is it, is it the fact that we were just promised something and we just didn't want to let it go? Is that it? We're so desperate. 
for for a quarterback, and that's why. Oh I my god, I'm, is that I'm, what we're? Is that that's the level now? We're we're that, desperate. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm so in oh love boy. with Zach Wilson right now. Like I, Zach Wilson can do no wrong, even though it seems like he's taking about. I don't want to say a day or two, but he's definitely taking some time to get used to the reps. Like you, like like you said earlier on in our podcast, you know, all throughout the draft season, as I reiterated, he had a ridiculously good offensive line in BYU. Yes, he did. And now he's sitting there in the Jets' first day, first day of, of practice. He came in late, first of all, because of this contract stuff. He came in late, and now Carl Lawson's ready to eat him alive. So it took it took him he took him a day or two of adjusting. He was overthrowing some passes, um, some underthrows as well. But he looks like he's back. So I appreciate his ability to kind of bounce back. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, Coach Lafleur put it pretty interestingly. He said specifically towards Elijah Moore, but I also feel like he was alluding to it for Zach Wilson uh, as well. When they mess up on the field, it's because they literally do not know what they're doing. And once you tell them what to do, they don't make that mistake again. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it, it's, it's more of a lack of knowledge rather than a lack of skill, which is, is very encouraging coming from coaches who, yes, may be young. Yes, may be quote unquote inexperienced because at their actual positions now they're inexperienced, but they've seen a lot throughout the league, especially in their perspective side of the ball. No, and that's true, right? So let's expand on that a little bit. Like football players, and that's what makes a good football player, right, is the IQ to understand your mistake and not make that mistake again. And this is kind of where we're just in life in general. Everyone talks about, you know, you can't go throughout life without failing because failure is a lesson and it teaches you to be better the next time around, right? The question is, will you learn after that failure? So, Having Salah, having LaFleur, having all these guys just understand that, have that perspective. Because I think the, the, the general notion of just coaches in, in general, like back like when we talk about like seventies, eighties, nineties, that they're just screaming at you. And it's not, it's just like, that's what they think. It's not the, the personal interaction, just like saying, Hey, you're doing this wrong. This is what you need to do. And this is why you got to do it. Right. That's good coaching. So it's good. That's, that's, let's just leave that on coaching. The, the next part, which really goes into is the player, right? Is that they're young. They're, they're not, they're not used to a NFL pro, st- pro style system. They're not used to pro game speed, right? So for Zach Wilson coming from BYU, where we're talking about, yeah, he had a great freaking offensive line where you and I can go out there, pull out a lawn chair, sip some lemonade, read the New York Times from, <laughs> from front page to back, get back up, throw the football and do it all over again. Yeah, that's that's what he had. And that's an adjustment, right? Because we're talking about the three seconds, right? You have three seconds to make a decision to get rid of that ball from your hand. You have to quickly read the, especially when you're understanding, you have three seconds. It's a three-step drop, one, two, three, like one, two, three. And within that time, you're trying to look and then gauge where you're going to go with it. So it's going to take time, man. It's going to take time for all rookies, no matter the position, even wide receivers, right? Wide receiver, cornerback, it doesn't matter where you're playing. It takes time. The level, I'd say, of difficulty definitely changes by position, uh, physically and just mentally. I think court, like definitely quarterback is the most cerebral aspect of the game. Um, but 
that just comes with that just comes with repetitions. That's why it's so important for all these players. That's why Zach Wilson missing time at the beginning was so important because he's missing reps. And they they it's emphasized how important it is that he gets those reps in. He's a rookie quarterback. He needs to make those mistakes so that way he can learn from it and that way it will floor and whoever else can correct them. So thankfully, like we discussed on the last pod, it was going to be a day or two uh, when we initially talked about it, which was on Tuesday. And then he came back Thursday, right? It was like, what, Thursday, Friday he came back? So mm-hmm. he back, knew it, um, ready to go. Now he just, it's, it's catch up. It's a little bit of catch up though that he has to, that he has to make up for. So we'll see what happens. You know, everyone talks about him being smart. We know that he's, we know that he's physically gifted, right? We know that he's a physically talented quarterback from college. We'll see how that translates into the NFL, but we'll see if the time that he missed is going to impact uh, the season for him overall. I don't know if, I don't know how much two days is, you know, I wish we had like an NFL player on here to tell us how much is learned in two days because you're doing two a days, maybe even three a days. Right. I don't want to play football well, not anymore. The, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah Actually, Curtis right. Martin was complaining about that yeah. all day today. Yeah. Uh, practice complaining about how right. there's no more two a days. Um, and actually he, to, an- to answer your question from a former player's perspective, I can actually tell you what Curtis Martin said. Um, he was talking about how the fact that there was no pads is kind of a relief for Zach Wilson. Like if he had missed a padded practice, it would have been a problem. And so he kind of said that he already, he already paid for it almost on the first day when he was overthrowing players because he didn't know where they were going to be and he was kind of nervous and it was too fast. And he is playing catch up, but it almost seemed as if he's almost calibrated back. You know what I mean? So maybe it takes, maybe it takes a week and for, you know, just, just a sort of guesstimate, uh, from the way they were talking about it. And honestly, from watching some, you know, from what I could gather from some, you know, videos I was sent today, he looks like he's at least picking up the concepts. Uh, he had, he had a really nice throw to Denzel Mims on the sideline. He had a really nice pass to another pass to Mims, uh, in the end zone. He, so Mims got it together today. He had a nice, like, uh, screen, uh, to Jameson Crowder, uh, getting away from <laughs> Carl Lawson. He's just like running for his life from Carl Lawson for half the day, which I think is hilarious. Uh, even though you have the monsters, right? In, uh, our offensive line, but yeah. they're also, they're also recovering from some injuries. So. Yeah. Uh, we had a, uh, speaking of, we just really quick, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's got uh, a shoulder right now that he's nursing. They said it's not a big deal. We have Adoga, our backup right tackle. Um, he has a knee that they're still evaluating according to coach Salah. But the big one, man, the biggest injury happened yesterday. Um, for, I mean, if you've been listening to this pod, We've been talking about Cam Clark literally since the inception of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. The offense, the captain offensive lineman, uh, he was a left tackle coming out when we drafted him, uh, from the D2 school and we had high hopes for him. He, we still have high hopes for him. He had a really scary neck slash spine injury where he didn't have feeling in his, lower extremities until he got into the ambulance, according to his father, which is super scary. They ended practice. Thankfully, everything's fine. Again, according to his dad, according to Coach Salah. And honestly, 
Koslov didn't want to get too much into it, but it seemed like he could like play football. Like he seemed like he's fine. So which is which is you know it's so crazy. That's it goes good to from know. zero to one hundred. Uh you know, in two seconds, it goes from like, okay, everything's great. And then, oh my God, everything's a disaster. Then, oh my God, everything's absolutely fine. So, <laughs> you know, just, uh, prayers up for Cam Clark. That was really scary, dude. Every- Once you like stop the practice ambulance right away, yep, no, no is... feeling in the extremity, it, it, it's scary. It absolutely, dude. You know, it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying, man. When you're playing football and you see someone go down happened when I was a sophomore playing uh JV, we saw that happen to somebody. He ended up stopped playing football in general, but it's that moment where you, you see how fragile just life is just for a blink second. And you're just like, Ooh, and it takes, it takes it. When you see it happen as a football player, uh, it makes you question what you're doing for a split second. And you have to build that courage back up again to just like get in that mindset to be like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Granted, you're knowing that you're putting your, your life at risk because one major hit wrong, like the wrong hit. And it could be all over. So, uh, yeah, that's that's scary. Good thing that Cam Cam Clark is good. Um, at least he bounced back. It could be worse. It could be like Cameron who couldn't bounce back with a uh, dip set last night. But uh, oh, shots <laughs> fired. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Yo, for side note, that was great for Jada. Jada just went off. But uh, my goodness, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Park Festival Albany. Good times, man. <laughs> Oh man, that's park festival. <laughs> really throw it back. If you haven't heard our podcast interview with Arsonist, check it out. Heatmakers, producer of Dipset uh, and Jim Jones, El Capo, and Purple Haze, and probably any song from most of the guys on the stage yesterday that you liked. Yep, you can go find that uh, New York Knicks NYK episode forty. But getting back to the to. Good shout out. Good shout out. Uh, but getting back to the topic at hand for the New York Jets. Glad that Cam Clark is okay. Um, but yeah, you know, Elijah Barry Tucker nursing the shoulder. Um, I mean, it's it, the, the thing is everyone's just coming back, right? You're getting, you're getting back into the groove. It's the early like knickknack injuries that you don't want to push, which could be something serious. So you want to nurse those to a certain degree because it's getting your body ready again. For all that contact, right? All that motion that you haven't done for what six, seven months, somewhere around there. So you got to get your body back used to that. That's what that's what it is. These guys should be fine. Uh, I'm glad once again. Get glad Cam Clark. It's like a tongue twister to say that, man. I don't know why, but I'm glad that he's doing well. Yeah. What else do we got? What else do we got? So that's for offensive injuries on the defensive side. We have Quinn Williams, who's still working his way back from the foot. He should be back sort of soon. He's on the sideline. Also, oh, also, uh, George Fant, he's still working his way off the COVID list. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to come back to Vinnie Curry on the defense, still trying to come back. Another injury, uh, Zuniga got hurt, our rookie, mm-hmm. uh, pass rusher from last year, uh, second year now. So just, just a little bit to keep things to keep your eye on. Rankins is back. Looking good. Um, Moses is looking okay. Even Van Rowan, dude. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going to be our starting, uh, right guard. So that stuff's looking okay. Christopher Herndon, your boy, getting, hmm. in, getting into the mix. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't call it injury, but I don't know. Whatever it was, he's, he's, he's a little bit back. Ryan Griffin is also in the mix. 
It looks like Wesco is going to be our fullback. Okay, that's really how the packages are running. Just just some updates there. What's really cool is how, first of all, how Robert Salah and Michael Floor and the defensive coordinator, whose name slipped in my mind this very second, uh, how they approach the mic. And I don't know the exact word. It's refreshing. It's honestly, Alex, it's refreshing. Dude. You know what they do? They approach it with confidence and they, it, they, they are true leaders. Like when you say leader of men, like truly leader of men, they're confident, they're calm. They, they got a plan. You could tell that they got a plan and you could tell they have a command of the locker room. They don't get wavered from what I'm gathering right now. Obviously, this is all very early. We could see we'll know once. Once the lights turn on and the regular season happens, we'll see how calm, cool, collected everyone is. But that's the vibe that I'm getting. I think that's the vibe that you're going for right now because when they get up to the mic, man, it's it's like they're legit grasping the mic. Everyone's just zoned in on them and nothing else could matter because they – it's kind of like gospel, I guess, to a degree because – when they talk, you just listen to them, man, because you just, you just hear that. Oh, oh shit. These guys actually aren't trying to bullshit me. These guys are, you see them putting in the work when you're there. Just follow Twitter, follow what the beat reports are de- doing when they're live tweeting, uh, practice. There's no sugarcoating it. Like there was sugarcoating it with like Gase. We sugarcoated it with Rex for a little bit and a little bit of sugarcoating it with Todd Bowles, you know, like I think Todd Bowles was, he was, he was vanilla as vanilla gets, but there was like some sugar coating from him. Like what's going on? You couldn't really get a grasp, but at least he was just like calm, right? He had a calm presence, but the way the team performed, you always questioned, did he actually have command when you see players? And I think that's the other thing too. When you see players get up to the mic and they're calm, cool, collected, and they get to be themselves. That is an extension of what the coaches are doing to the locker room, right? That is an extension of the, the, um, I guess the, the confidence of the players having the coaches, the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Trust. Just trust. Yeah. You just, you just true. sense the trust. It's just yeah. trust. It's just genuine. Yeah. They, they, they definitely come off genuine. And Jeff Oldbridge, I'm sorry, man, our D coordinator. He also, Honestly, like, he, he brings off that energy as well. And you know what's funny? Speaking of confidence, Marcus May seems a bit confident out there, but Marcus Joyner, I, I don't know. He, he kind of worried me a little bit just because of the way he, I think he knows or he kind of alluded to the fact that our state, our secondary is weak. And I know we already knew that, but when the player kind of just like alludes to that, he's just like, yeah, we're going to have a hard, like, he's like, it's going to be difficult out here kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it kind of, it kind of worried me a little bit. And Ashton Davis is another guy who, who's, uh, who's trying to work his way back to the field. Bryce Hall's been impressing. All right. I think Bryce Hall's going to be our number one, man. I think he's locked in as our number one. I don't expect him to be a lockdown Revis corner, but we're going to, we're playing zone. And I, yeah, I think, you know, so I, I, I think he's going to hold it down. Bless Austin, man. He's been, he's been being bless Austin. It looks like he's been, it looks being, like he's been being exactly who we thought we were. Yeah. This is my concern that, you know, the reports are, are coming out saying that to touch on Bryce Hall is that 
he looks like he's, you know, moving in the right direction or progressing in the right direction of his development as being a corner. So that's good to know, but it's hard, man. It's hard to tell for corners because I don't think we necessarily, it's who are you practicing against every single day, right? I feel like that's kind of a good gauge. I'm not saying the wide receivers that we have are, are, uh, are bums, but I'm also not saying that they're the most elite wide receiver crew either. So we got to see how it looks against opposing talents, but it's, it's, it's the fact that he can, he's doing, you know, proper maneuvers, proper reading uh, of the defense, being able to cover his man, whether it's man coverage, understanding zone. Those are good things. So to know that he's taking the step in the, in the direction as a corner, that's a little bit relieving. Bless Austin. This is, this is where it starts to get tricky because, you know, remember that time where the, everyone was saying, well, Cromartie, why is Cromartie so bad? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's just Jets fans, right? And you're like, wait a minute. We have Revis Island. They're just not going to throw it to them. So of course they're going to pepper Antonio Cromartie with everything because you'd rather, tr- you'd rather try Antonio Cromartie than Darrell Revis. Imagine it for this, but worse. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even think anyone's going to be scared of Bryce Hall, but I I understand. No, your no, 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 I'm saying, no, I understand I'm your saying, sentiment. No, no, no I'm not, I get your I'm not saying anyone's yeah. going to be scared of Bryce Hall. I'm just saying they're going to say, Dude, that's pretty decent. Might as well go to the number two. Might as well go to the guy who sucks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say sucks. I wouldn't no, say I'm just, sucks. I'm just he's definitely, that's, he's that's rough. Yeah. It's a rough. Yeah. It's a rough term. I'm not saying that he sucks. I'm just like, I'm, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, he's the number two. He's the number two, and I think that. As opposed to last year, where he was kind of just slated in there, I think he's going to have a short leash, right? We do have we do have Ballantyne behind him. I, I, I'm not super excited about him, but P, Jason Pinock is there too. Lamar Jackson's been there. Those are really the guys with any experience that are in cornerback. So I think they might be kind of rotating. I'm not going to be surprised. As for the slot corner. Javelin Goodry, our, our second year, he looks like he's been getting burned out there. And I think the elephant in the room is Michael Carter. Oh. No, Michael Carter, our rookie, is going to take over. Oh, my goodness. And he's been doing pretty good. Okay. Uh, That's the news out there. So it looks like uh, we're going to have definitely a starting corner, um, in the slot. But speaking of, Cornerbacks, we had Brandon Eccles today play with the first team for the first time, another rookie. So uh, the reason I brought up Les Austin is because when Jeff Olbridge was asked about it, our defensive coordinator, he brought up the fact that we're kind of just going to start moving things around. And that's when, when Coach Salah also mentioned that that's what we're, like, we're, just, we're moving people around. Mims, he's gonna, we're going to work his way up. Eccles, we're going to switch up back and forth. Bless Austin, you know what I mean? That There's a competition, a legit competition. Yeah, and I was about to like say that interject, but you you just said there's a legit competition. Guys have to earn their spots. Nothing's given to anyone, which is good. There's an, a legitimate open competition. I obviously for one position there's no op- open competition because quarterback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the safeties and the safeties. And, and, and the safeties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that. And I mean, I guess like the front seven to a certain degree, right? But but so. they're fight. No, but they're fighting. But they're fighting. So like like uh, John Franklin cer- Myers. Yeah, that's why I said to a certain yeah. degree. You know, you know, you know, CJ Mosley's going to be out there. Come on now, like we oh know yeah, Carl the, the be out. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying front seven. Like we know Carl Austin's going to yeah. be out there. That's that's yeah. 
But what's so cool is they're actually all fighting for for playing time out there. So, like, like I was saying, John Franklin Myers had, had a couple of uh, pass breakups today. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's moving around. Uh, we know about Rankins. We know about Carl Lawson. We know about C.J. Mosley. We haven't heard much from Gerard Davis yet. He had a cool presser the other day. He sounded confident. He's excited. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's on a one-year prove-it deal. So you know what I mean? If, if he does if he does bad, it's worse for him than it is for us, to, to be honest with you. That's how I think about it. So um, my biggest issue is the outside linebacker with this whole Blake Cashman <laughs> uh, deal. Um, I'm, I'm hopefully Hamza is going to like start getting into, into the snaps again. It's early, but th- those are, those are just my thoughts there. What I'm super excited about, man. And I honestly think it's going to be the pinnacle of our team and we're going to go ahead. Is, is it, is it that we have a backup quarterback named Josh Johnson? Is that it? Is that where you're going to? <laughs> oh no, we can talk about Josh Johnson for a little bit. Because I think I think it was really interesting how the front office approached it, man. They asked him, of course, your boy, Rich Tamini, trying to get to the trying to get to the hard answers, the hard answers from Coach Salah. Asked him, <laughs> asked him today. He goes, Why would you bring in Josh Johnson seven days into practice and not oh before my God. Like, come on, dude. So Salah's so like, oh no problem. He's like, listen, man. He actually knows the San Francisco system. He played with them last year and he was with them this year. So he literally is practicing. And at the same time, we had Morgan and White in there. And he kind of like, I don't know what he was trying to say. Like maybe, maybe you could tell me what he was trying to say, but he was like, listen, he already knows the deal. Johnson knows the deal, knows the system, and he still wants to keep developing Morgan and White. He goes, it doesn't mean that Johnson's not going to get playing time, but he's like, I still want to keep developing Morgan and White. Do you think that means that Johnson's just going to be a guaranteed there as like the QB coach? Like he's definitely going to be on the roster as the number three. And then they're trying to weed out one of them for the number two. Cause that's the only thing I kind of grasp, but I don't want to like move your head in any direction. I just didn't know what that meant. Cause we're obviously not keeping four quarterbacks. Yeah. Josh Johnson's here to stay. He's going to be the backup. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way we're keeping the other two. I can guarantee you that. Okay. The fact that we have, we read it. We read, we read when we didn't see, you know, even during OTAs, when we didn't have Zach Wilson, it was bad at the quarterback position. There's no way you can roster both of those guys. They're just, well, I don't think, I don't think that they're going to address more. You think they're going to address a second quarterback? I mean, they have to, right? You need a backup quarterback. So who's going to dress? You think it's going to be Johnson? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so who's going to be the scout quarterback? Which one? Is it going to be Morgan or, or White? I'm taking Morgan. Yeah, I'm going to go Morgan, too. All right. I was thinking Morgan, too. Yeah. I'm going to go Morgan. Okay, cool. So where the where I think the actual biggest competition, besides cornerback, because that's just wide open, but nobody's trying to take it, in actual terms of competition, that's good. <laughs> and spots are open is the running backs, man. And the way LaFleur is talking about the running backs literally puts a smile on my face. So we got Tevin Coleman. We got Michael Pirine. We got Michael Carter. We got Ty Johnson. And we got Josh Adams and, and Austin Walter, who honestly have been getting good reviews, especially Josh Adams, dude. 
they're every time Josh Adams gets the rock, he does well. And it's just, it's so ridiculous that he keeps getting thrown at the end. I'm sure he's super frustrated by it. Who do you think is going to, who do you think is going to make it to the squad out of these these running backs? Again, they're like actual like rotation. I mean, I mean, we have so many right now. Like you, you can't even fit it on the depth chart. You have to, you have to ask for, ask for extra lines at this point. (laughs) We have six of them. Well, I think it's clear that Tevin Coleman, I think it's he's the number one. You got Carter. You have you have you have Tevin Coleman as your number one because I think that's my number one too. Yeah, he's my number one. Yeah, I think Carter is the backup. I think really, Carter's. I think it's Ty Johnson. I got Ty Johnson as my two, Michael Carter as my three, and I really don't know what they're gonna do with P Ryan and Josh Adams, dude. I I, I have no idea. I think Josh Adams. Josh Josh Adams is out of here, unfortunately. So I that means that. that means Austin Walters out of here too. Are we going to keep P. Ryan on the roster? Uh, I think so, just because we drafted him. I don't, see, I don't, I don't I know. know if that's four gonna, running, I don't know. Four yeah. running backs is a lot. I know. It's I like know. it's like it's like you don't have four quarterbacks. You usually have three. Um, also, Ty Johnson's kick returning at the, at this exact moment. I don't know if that's going to stay. I can't believe you don't think Michael Carr is going to be the number two. It's Ty Johnson, man. I don't, I don't think it. I think he's going to be three. Okay. So we that we we differ we differ there, okay. You, so do you think Piran's going to be on the team? I do. Um, yes, I do think okay. so. Okay, okay. Douglas drafted him. That's I don't why. think so. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think he's going to make it. So I really can't get over this. And this is our. This is going to be our last Jets topic for the day. And Alex, I really, I just can't get over it, man. Our kicking looks so bad. It's really? so we're bad. Talk, we're gonna end on this? No, 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 no. We're not doing it's so that. Bad. Hold up, hold up. We're not. We're it's not. So bad. That. We'll we'll do that now, but we're not ending on that. I am not <laughs> kicking. Okay. okay, but you know the kickers are so bad. So we got we got Chris Nagar, the guy we the guy we picked up. We also got Matt Amendola, kicker from Oklahoma State. They're saying the reports from the Athletic, uh, our boy Connor Hughes, he said that Amendola clearly has the better leg. But at this point, I think today Nagar was uh, five for five or four for four, and um, Amendola was three for four, which is super interesting because when I was listening to interviews with Pat McAfee and Adam Vinatieri, Pat McAfee was t- talking about how I know Vinatieri is a goat, but he was talking about how he would never miss in practice, like never, like it would be an anomaly. For him to miss in practice. And Vinatieri said if he missed in practice, it would be like the end of the world. And so like, I, I know it doesn't apply for everyone, but I just wonder if other coaches take that into account or they take, or they, or they take away or they'd rather have the leg in, um, Amendola. I'm just curious as to what, what's going to go on with these kickers. Cause man, I'm telling you right now, August 4th at 9 30 Eastern time PM. We are going to lose at least two games due to our kickers. And you're correct. We're probably going to be losing a couple games because of our kickers. Because you can't. Tough. So tough. Uh, so I think tough. you go, I think you go with leg. There's so we have no accuracy, which is the worst because accuracy always beats that leg by far. Okay. Is that the rule? Um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm trying to say, cause I'm, I'm trying to think I'm the coach. Cause what's like, what, good, what would I do? Who, who gives a shit if you get hit a 60 yarder if you can't hit the 20? 
I mean, like, I mean, like, it's not like he's not accurate at all, but like the, the, your whole strategy, your whole field changes. Like if you can't hit a 50 yarder, like the, the, your whole strategy, your field is so much longer. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you're only confident, yeah, like, a, a, like, a, like a 35, you know, we, like, don't ha- we, we don't have a Justin Tucker on our team. I, I don't need a Justin Tucker, man. I just need a kicker who who's gonna like not not make extra points. Like just, you know what I'm saying? Make every extra point. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. And maybe Adam Vinatieri is not walking through that door. Justin Tucker is not walking through that door. Yeah, man. New new Vinatieri is walking through that door. The most recent one, because that, that, that that's the one we have. We have the guys who just come miss cakes, man. Anyway, oh, that's so tough. Nick Folk that's is not so walking tough. through that door. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right. Let's end. Let's end on this, man. Let's end on this. Zach Wilson. Not Elijah Moore. Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore. They are projected now to be one of the top quote unquote duos of the league. That scares the absolute hell out of me. And I want nothing to do with that. But what is cool about Elijah Moore is that LaFleur was saying today that he's not a slot receiver. He's like, straight up, he's not. He's like, he's just straight up not a slot receiver. He does everything on the field, off the field. And one of the funny questions they asked him in the presser was, what do you wish you would have known about Elijah Moore when you were studying him pre-draft that you know now? And he said that one of the one of his biggest uh, stars was his character off the field. And he said it's still underrated, which I think is hilarious. I mean, he's definitely a man of faith. That's all he he tweets every day. He talks about that. He's definitely a hype man, you know, on camera. Uh, when you, when we're, when he's video of him on the field, that's all we got. But to hear that from the, you know, LaFleur, a coach, just to talk about his energy and to talk about how his character was underrated. And that's all we heard about was his character. That excites me, man. That really does excite me about Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm not, I'm really, I really don't have high expectations. Although I did put a wager on Zach Wilson to win rookie of the year. <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't have high, that high expectations for them, but I am very, very, very excited about the prospect of Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore just growing for years to come. Can you imagine if it's, Oh, do you know who Zach Wilson shares a birthday with, by the way? Shout out to our boy Claudio. <laughs> Fact, Andrew Claudio. And mention that other guy. Don't even mention that other guy. But that guy a, is not to a, be mentioned. I will not mention that guy, but it's a great birthday. Okay. So is 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 Zach Wilson going to be that guy now? <laughs> Zach Wilson just needs to make the playoffs, man. Zach Wilson just needs to make the playoffs. If he makes the playoffs, someone's gonna build a statue outside, I guarantee it. <laughs> Shout out to Justin Hardy. I'm really excited about him, man. I'm really excited about our gunner. I'm really excited about him on our special teams. I'm really excited about what's going to happen with our rookie cornerbacks. Uh, they, they have an opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm, even our wide receivers, man. I think that Lamar Jackson and Vincent Smith are actually going to get an opportunity to shine this year because people are going to be thinking about Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Jameson Crowder. And it's going to leave that last person, Keenan Cole. He's going to have an opportunity to shine. Our tight ends, they're going to be open. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to, I'm, ex- I'm anxious. I'm not going to say, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with our linebackers. I really hope they hold up. I'm more anxious about our linebackers than our cornerbacks for some weird reason. What? Yeah, I know. 
I guess that's a hot take. That is a major hot take. What? Yeah, I'm not Mosley, but just like, man, I don't know our outside linebacker life, our in, our our inside like our coverage on the tight end. I'm terrified, man. I don't know how we did. Did we improve? Did we improve on being the worst team in the NFL by a large margin against defending the tight end? Is Hamza really the answer? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't know if Hams is going to be that guy that's going to lock down every single tight end. I don't even need him to lock down every single tight end. If he can, I just, just want to be last. Could he not be last? I can't promise you that. <laughs> that's all. Just not be last, dude. That's all I ask. I'm not I cannot promise. I cannot. I cannot. So promise this is why I'm worried another, about this being the worst. I can't. This is why I cannot, I'm worried. I cannot promise you another Darren Waller. I cannot not promise you another Darren Waller 200 yard fiasco. Uh, Oh man, that's rough. I don't know. I hope I, I, I can't say I don't. I really hope we're not last against the tight end. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm way more worried about that, especially because, but that's we not have a pass. But rush. the thing we is, pass but, the, rush. but the thing is, the pass rush is going to be, rush, but if you have a pass rush and you can get to the quarterback to stop before you even get to the tight end, like that. No, see that. No, see, my point is that's going to take pressure off the cornerback. But increase pressure on the linebackers because you're going to quick it out uh, to the running back. You're going to quick it out to the tight end, or you're going to run it with the running back, and that's all pressure on the linebackers and the safety and the safeties. But Marcus May, I feel like, is going to be living in the back so he can help defend with these people, (laughs) you know, with these with these cornerbacks, and maybe Joiner can get in the box. Mm. Maybe the other way around. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how the safeties are going to work, man. But I'm just worried about the linebackers. That's where nobody's talking about it much. But I think that's where we're going to have to be scheming for more, way more than the corners, because I think that our strength of our defensive line is going to make up for the the lack of uh, CB experience. But our linebackers are going to be a weak point, man. They're going to attack us in the run game. They're going to attack us with the tight ends. That's going to be everybody's game. Miserable. I That's how I would tell you we'll to see, attack the we'll Jets. You know, if you ask me, you, you, if you ask me how to beat the Jets, if someone is coming at us with a, with great tight ends and great running backs and a good offensive line, we're done. Like they're, they're going to eat our offense. I mean, if, if you have a good offensive line, you sh- you should be okay. Good point. Damn well. Good point. You should be doing a damn good job. <laughs> like that's just a fact. I don't know, man. I I'm neutral. I'm neutral about our tight end coverage. I think that's the best way I can put it. There's nothing I can guarantee that's going to improve. I guess would we be dead last? I'd say no. You know what? I'm going to say no. I don't think we're going to be dead last. That doesn't mean okay. we can't be bad. But I don't. Think By the way, you're last. like you're making that a hot take. Like that's like let's leave it at that. Like it's a hot take that we're not going to be dead last. Like okay, great. We're going to be what thirty, twenty nine. Great. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to the competition, man. I'm going to try to get out to the green and white practice on Saturday. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you got to let, let the listeners know what that's all about. But, hey, I don't know, John. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting optimistic, getting a little happy that Jets football is around the corner. So what's, uh, what's, I can't wait until we actually get a game to actually like break down. But we gotta, you know what we got to do next? We got to do our way too early predictions, man. It's coming week. up soon. Coming okay. up soon. Yeah. We gotta do our way. Let's just get a preseason game in. Let's just get a preseason game in. Yeah. 
let's get a preseason game in, overreact on it, tell everyone how we think this is going to be it, how we're going to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> or how this is gloom and doom and the Jets just suck again. Ah. So, ah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. There, there's the Alex. <laughs> oh, man. There he is. All right. I think that wraps it up, right? Yep. We got I, I, I think that covers it for another Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. podcast. Please, everyone, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a comment to let us know what you think of it, what we can improve. You know, we, we all have suggestions. We want to interact with you guys. We'll take anything. Please leave us something on that page. On top of that, if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, it's okay. Like, it really is okay. Because <laughs> guess what? We're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to get something really cool out on TikTok soon. Just trying to figure, just trying to figure out a couple other logistics and we're going to get something out there. All right. That way for all you, uh, I guess I don't even know what generation you guys are, uh, who the, the, my, my niece's generation was Gen Zers. I guess all you Gen Zers can, uh, uh, can go out there or, and, Enjoy TikTok. It's not old. Though, do. Just stop. I, 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 thank, you, thank you. Thank you. I am old. I'm old. I'm an old man in a <laughs> in a thirty two year old body. There you go. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up. See you next week. Let's go Jets.